everyone, and welcome to episode 75 of 10 Minute Country with me, James Dakin. Uh, the January recap uh, and re look at what came out this month in the world of country music. This is a new feature I'm going to do um, every month in 2021 towards the end of the month. Um, for my own enjoyment and also it's going <laughs> selfishly it'll help in the in the look back at the years uh, great music come december when we produce all those what was great in 2021 articles on the websites and speaking of websites you can see and hear and read reviews of most of the music that i'm just about to talk about today um on lyricmagazine.co.uk and uh, across all our socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, we are basically Lyric Magazine. Five great albums came out this month, which I think is not a bad haul for the first month of the year. January is quite a quiet month for Nashville and the associated industry. Most of the uh, musicians and and writers and uh, artists seem to be off either sunning themselves in uh, Florida or the islands or hunting in woods somewhere or ensconced in rooms um, in dreary music row writing the songs that we're going to be listening to for the rest of the year. So January's not the best month uh, when it comes to country music, but there have been five great um, albums, I reckon, uh, released this month. Um, and I'm going to talk quickly about all five of them. The best album, I think, released this month is not Morgan Wallen's Dangerous Album, contrary to what the internet will have you, although I do think that would be the second best album <laughs> released this month. For me, the best album released this month was Aaron Watson's American Soul. Quite short, for a, given that like uh, Watson's last release was 18, 17, 18 tracks, uh, uh, just 10 tracks, American Soul... Is a, is a short blast of joy. And if you like Texan music and if you like authentic fiddle um, and some strings and some piano, you are going to love American Soul. Um, just a great, great, great writing, actually. Uh, Watson's craft as a writer improves from album to album. He has that ability to sort of merge the commerciality of country music with an authentic red dirt Texan sound. So go check out Aaron Watson's American Soul. Absolutely brilliant. Best release of the month for me, that one. The aforementioned Dangerous album from Morgan Wall. Is it an album or is it just a collection of uh, 30 songs, a beer moth release of loads of other stuff, uh, everything he's ever written in the last couple of years? I don't know. Um, It is a great album. There's too many songs on it. There's you know, I've covered this. I covered this in a previous podcast about where Morgan needs to go in the future. Um, but there are some great songs on it, and it's it, it's vaguely irritating me because right from before the album was released on my advanced copy, I was shouting about album opener "Sand in My Boots" being the best song he's ever written, and now there's a real uh, impetus uh, and momentum behind that song to make it uh, the next single. Dan and Shay have done a cover of it. 
So uh, it just goes to show that we know what we're talking about sometimes. So I do like Morgan Wallen's Dangerous album. See my previous podcast for the implications I think it has on on his career. Um, the third best album I think that came out this month was Willie Jones's Right Now album. We, we at Lyric Magazine have a strong relationship with Willie Jones. We We interviewed him. Back in Country Week 2019, we were massive champions of Bachelorettes on Broadway when it came out. We've been, we've hosted on our Destination Country platform um, live shows from Willie. We think he's a terrific artist. And actually, right now, exceeded my expectations of what this debut album was going to be. It's a funky, uh, fun filled romp. But with tracks like the title track, uh, sorry, American Dream is not the title track, is it? With tra- with tracks like American Dream, he's really dipped his toe into the cultural zeitgeist. And um, I, I actually think that song, American Dream, is my favourite song of the year so far. Um, I just love the power of it. He, he's taken what Mickey Guyton said in her song Black Like Me uh, and sort of come at that feeling from a frustrated black man's point of view. And it's got the power of something like Garth's Thunder Rolls, but it's got the power of the political impact of what's happening in America right now as well. So I, I love Willie Jones's Right Now album, but I love American Dream particularly. Logan Mize released his new album yesterday, Still That Kid, great album. Some cracking songs on there. It's one of those strange releases where something like 80% of the album has been steadily released since 2019. So there weren't many new songs on it. But to get the songs he's been releasing in one collection and then adding in um, Gone Goes On and On and Practice Swing to that uh, collection is awesome. They're potentially... Uh, my two favourite songs on the album, although I do love what he's done with Grew Apart by releasing a version of it with Donovan Woods uh, and then the traditional male-female version of it with um, Alexandra Key. So that is a great album. Check out Logan Miser's Still That Kid, sort of Kip Moore-esque commercial rock-leaning country right up my street. And the final great album, I think, that was released this month was Canadian outfit Petrick. And they released their Flashbacks album. And if you're a fan of Keith Urban and Rascal Flats, you need to be listening to Flashbacks by Petrick. It's got that summery, up-tempo, guitar-driven feel that the sort of early Flats and early Keith Urban albums had. Um, great again a shortish release at nine tracks I think off the top of my head but there's some great country rock even slightly sort of John Waite-esque AOR leaning stuff on there that I think makes it into the top five album releases of January 2021. So where are we on some of the songs that have been been released this month? Well, I've already mentioned Aaron Watson's album, American Soul, but the title track is my favourite song on that album. It's it's a powerful, 
commentary on everything that's happening in America right now. Divisiveness, politics, online hatred, all that sort of thing. Uh, but packed in an absolutely wonderful, impactful melody and an anthem, a proper old-fashioned anthem, Aaron Watson's American Soul song. And I've already mentioned Willie Jones's American Dream. They're probably my two favourite songs of the month. But there have been other songs that have been really strong releases for what is traditionally a quiet January. So let we first off, we really must mention Hayley Witters. Hayley Witters has released two songs this month, Fill In My Cup with Little Big Town and The Ride with Jordan Davis. And I believe tomorrow, as I record this, uh, which will be Friday, January the 29th, she's releasing a third song with um, Destination, alum, Destination Country alumni Brent Cobb, who uh, we hosted a terrific live set from during Country Music Week uh, last October. But Hayley Witter's Filling My Cup is up there as one of our best songs released this month. Um, great harmonies from Little Big Town, great writing, fun video. She is emerging as a real artist to take notice of, Hayley Witters. Go check her out. She's releasing a deluxe version of her album from last year with all these collaborations on uh, in the middle of February, I believe. Already mentioned Logan Mize, and I'd, I'd, I'd stick his songs Grew Apart and Practice Swing as being notable songs released in January this month. Other notable songs, Kit Moore, obviously if you're a follower of me or a, a reader of Lyric Magazine, you know that Kip is probably our favourite country artist. He released How High this month, which is taken from his deluxe version of Wild World, which is out in February. Great song. Traditional Kip, straight down the middle, you know. Um, Doesn't push any boundaries on How High, but just to hear him sing something new is always good for us. Um, Blake Shelton released Minimum Wage this month, much to some woke... Uh, areas of the internet's annoyance when they suggested that a man of Blake's wealth can't sing a song about being on minimum wage and he even had to go on Bobby Bones's show and defend the song with both him and Bobby laughing at the sort of woke cancel culture types trying to uh, argue that you know the song lacks uh, empathy because as they both pointed out the whole thing about the minimum wage in the song is it's a metaphor for love you know john bon jovi wasn't living in a uh, a, a scummy apartment uh, and the union wasn't on strike and he wasn't married to a waitress called gina uh, when he wrote living on a prayer and if you watch uh, bruce springsteen's Broadway show, he fronts up quite early on in that show that he hasn't lived the blue-collar, working-class life that he writes about in all his songs. So, Yabu sucks to all the people that were trying to cancel Blake Shelton's Minimum Wage. It's a good song as well. It's a complete rip-off of Rolling Stones' Sympathy for the Devil, but it's still a good song. Talking about Rolling Stones... Um, Lainey Wilson released Neon Diamonds this month, which is a sort of a new track from her album that's coming next month. Um, we love a bit of Lainey Wilson here at Lyric Magazine, and um, 
I don't think she's released a bad song. There's some Stones' influence in her music. There's Neon Diamonds. I mean, my wife, who has to suffer from uh, listening to a lot of country music uh, whilst not being a country music fan, straight away raised her head from her constant work Zoom calls and went, that sounds like Dolly Parton to me when uh, when I was playing Neon Diamonds. So, you know, we've got a real special talent in Lainey Wilson coming down the tracks with her mix of Rolling Stones, Dolly Parton-esque bell-bottom country. Special mention, last special mention, must be reserved to two songs that really impressed me this month. Church of Roswell, who played an absolutely wonderful show with us at Destination Country last Sunday, released a cracking version of Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train. This is where my two worlds collide, because I'm a metal fan from the 80s and a country fan now. So to see Church of Roswell turn Crazy Train into this sort of gossamer, thin, fragile, ephemeral, beautiful song was was quite jarring when you when you, when your mental image of this big fat brummy stumbling about on a stage singing Crazy Train is is your lasting memory of that song. If you like the Civil Wars and if you like the sort of harmonies that the Civil Wars produced, you're going to love Church of Roswell's Crazy Train cover. Go check it out. And then finally, I really loved um, UK act O&O's reimagination of their big song from last year, Dancing on the Floor. So when it came out last year, for me, it was one of the best UK songs of the year. It easily had the best video of the year. And they have reimagined the song for 2021, perhaps taking into account how we all feel in January 2021 and turned it into a slow, um, very, very impactful, emotional um, song and not the sort of fun romp that it was before. So go check out both versions, actually, of O&O's Dancing on the Floor, but particularly the 2021 reimagined version. And that's it. Thanks for listening to our January recap. Um, wonder what February's got in store for us. Some good songs, some good albums coming down the line. I'll do another monthly recap at the end of February and we'll see where we got to. I've been James Dakin and this has been Virtually 15 Minute Country. <laughs>